Previously on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, yesterday, I came across a copy of Senior Living Magazine, and lo and behold, the cover model was none other than the voice of the New Orleans Saints, Jim Henderson. Well, I was very honored to be a cover model for Senior Living. I think uh, it won't be too much longer. I'll be on the cover of Assisted Living. <laughs> it's called War and Heartache. Uh, it's penned by Jackson Smith, and it appears today in the Washington Post. I've never gotten to thank him. I don't know if I ever will, but, uh, you know, if he listens to this, Drew, you know, you are uh, my hero. I cannot thank you enough for what you've done for me and Brian and so many other people. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. Coffee in hand. Friday is here. Happy Black and Gold Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And hello again from Studio B on Airline Drive, where it is a busy day. The uh, Saints will wrap up their practice week today and travel tonight and get set for the opener, the lid lifter, out at the University of Phoenix Stadium against the Arizona Cardinals Sunday afternoon at 3 Central, 1 Arizona time. There you go. Sean Kelly with you. Glad here to be with you on this Friday. I hope that you got your black and gold on. Hope you brought your raincoat, by the way, for those of you in South Louisiana. My goodness, it's a, it's a dreary day today. That's why coffee's in hand here um, as we get going. Daniel Salerson has joined me in Studio B. He's all smiles as the football season has officially kicked off. Um, I'll tell you what. I watched the game last night, as I'm sure a lot of you did. Um, if you are not a Patriots fan... How nauseating was last night's festivities? The pregame deal that they did. Oh, my goodness. Um, And then the fact that I just thought, how many times did Pittsburgh shoot themselves in the foot? I'll tell you what, I feel sorry for Mike Tomlin on a couple different fronts here. Number one, the, the bad luck they've had with kickers since the start of training camp. I mean, lose their ace of a kicker to an ACL. Garrett Hartley gets a run at it, gets hurt. The guy they run out there last night, Scobie, misses the first two attempts. That's a different ball game if he hits those two field. I mean, it's it's totally different. And then the headset deal. Now, I did giggle a little bit because it was the Patriots radio network that they were getting in their headset, but we'll see how much more is made of this. I, I was not surprised by the Patriots uh, last night. Look, after w- getting the great opportunity to watch them practice and then the preseason game, here at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, I felt like I had a pretty good grasp of who New England, who New England is this season. And sure enough, Gronkowski, monster, Brady, usual. Uh, they even get a great effort from their running back, who's kind of just filling the shoes of, you know, their regular for now. But their defense has some questions, and Pittsburgh moved the ball quite well up and down the field last night uh, on the Patriots. So it was an interesting game. It was a great way to start. I'm glad that we're underway now, and I can't wait for this weekend. Can't wait for our interviews today. We've got a great show for you. Uh, Kevin Burkhart from the NFL on Fox will be our first guest today. Kevin is calling play-by-play of the television broadcast you'll see on Sunday. Uh, Yesterday, obviously, we heard from the radio voice, Jim Henderson, but Kevin Burkhart today, he'll be joined on that broadcast Sunday uh, by John Lynch and Pam Oliver. That's the number two Fox crew. This is a pretty big game uh, profile-wise uh, you know, I was, I was thinking, Daniel, which which games did I did I did I label as must see this weekend? And, I, and Saints Cardinals is way up there, uh, not just because that's the game I'm going to and everything else, but 
Uh, Colts-Bills really intrigues the daylights out of me. I think that's going to be a pretty good game. Um, I'd like to think that the Monday night schedule is going to be better than it is, but I'm afraid it's not. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, nonetheless, so Kevin Burkhart here with us. And then uh, we'll head over to the North Shore and check in with former Saints wide receiver Rich Maudie. Uh Rich uh, obviously is on cloud nine right now. His son Michael signing with the Saints earlier this week uh, as a linebacker, special teams guy. And uh, we've, talked to, we've talked to Rich before, uh, once or twice. And uh, we bring him back today for, obviously, this uh, very special topic and learn a little bit more about his son, Michael. And then we'll wrap up our show today uh, with a visit from Benjamin Watson, uh, who now takes over as the starting tight end for the New Orleans Saints. And he will round out our show on this Friday. Going to be a good one. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Kevin Burkhart from the NFL on Fox as we continue our ramp up here toward the opener between the Saints and the Cardinals. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new nutty super grain vegan smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. We continue here with, uh, as promised, uh, one of our favorites from the NFL on Fox. He'll be calling the game this weekend at the University of Phoenix Stadium. That is, of course, Kevin Burkhart, who will help us get ourselves ready on this uh, Friday. Kevin, the city of New Orleans is about to bust at the seams here, and it's not even a home game from them. But yet, they are excited to hear your call on Sunday uh, as they watch on television from Arizona. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Uh, you know, we were just talking. I, I, I mean, I, I'm with them. I can't, I can't wait for football. I'm so juiced. You know, I've been like all week just diving into prep and watching 8 million games, just getting ready for it. But I, I can't. Like, I'm like, okay, it's only it, it's only a couple hours away. But, yeah, I, I'm ready, Sean. I know you are too, man. Let's, let's get some games going here. No doubt. And, and you enter the season, my friend, here as a, a stone-cold vet now. I mean, you are, you've been through the ringer a couple times. How how are you approaching the season perhaps any differently than you have your prior campaigns? You know, I, I think if I approached it differently, it would be a mistake. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm just trying to get better. I mean, it's my third year doing this on Fox, so essentially my third year doing football on TV. I have a, a much deeper radio background. And, um, 
you know, I'm just trying to get better. You know, I've watched some of my games and I've gotten input from people, not only that I uh, obviously respect at Fox, but from a couple other people just on anything that could help me grow. So um, I don't think, though, I'm changing much of my approach. You know, Sean, I think, I think I've done what I've done pretty much my whole career, like in terms of how I prepare for games. And I don't really know any other way other than that. I'm, I'm a little bit anal when it comes to it. So I think I just kind of keep that and, and hope to, to just get better every, every week we're on air. That's, that's the main thing for me. You know, with a couple of years under your belt now, but you're still doing Major League Baseball as well, um, you're probably like me in a little bit that when I get ready to call a game, I over-prepare. Um, have you been able to figure out how not to perhaps over-prepare, especially for week one? I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to do it. I, it's just not in my DNA. And, and you know how this goes. You know, you'll, you'll do all this stuff, and then you go to the game, and you'll use like 10% of it. But the cool thing is, in a way, it's kind of like golf. You could play the crappiest round in the world, but if you hit one good shot, you, you feel like, all right, this is great. I'm getting back out here. You could do all this prep, hours and hours of prep. But if the game works out where it allows you to tell one good story or one good thing that you had that um, – that works in the broadcast you feel kind of fulfilled so it's it's worth it and i don't know any other way i'm just like you my friend yeah and and with that being said i know that you had the saints a couple of times last year but kevin you're gonna have to do a little more prep work there's 23 new players in the 53-man roster this is this is a saints team that obviously everybody identifies with uh, as far as drew Brees goes and sean payton obviously but this is a very different ball club than the one you saw a year ago yeah, well, I think, you know, Sean Payton said what it was either after the year in December that, hey, this is not as easy as, you know, flipping one or two guys. we got to change things here. And he wasn't kidding. Uh, and I think they had to. I think they had to go through an overhaul. Now, I don't think, you know, I don't I, at least from the outside, Sean, I don't think anybody in the world thought that overhaul would mean trading Jimmy Graham. But the reality is when you have deficiencies on your team and you've got certain players, uh, you know, your quarterback at, at Drew's level where he's making a ton of money. Well, it's hard on the salary cap. You know, it's it's difficult. So you got to figure out ways around it. So, you know, look, they traded Graham. It's going to be hard to replace him. But they, they get a Pro Bowl center, and they use the draft pick to get their rookie linebacker in there. And I think the biggest thing for me is, is this. I mean, it, it is weird looking at the Saints because there's some new guys. I mean, gosh, there's so many undrafted guys. And you know, even their receiving group outside of – Colston uh, and Cooks, it's 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 like, wait, who are these guys again? But I think the biggest thing for them is, look, I, I think they're going to score points. Are they are they going to score as many as last year? Are they going to average 414 yards a game? I don't know. It might be down. I think they're going to feel Jimmy Graham's presence in the red zone. That's the biggest thing and how they're going to make up for that. But I think they're going to run the ball more, and I think that's going to be good for them. Um, the question for me is on their defense. They certainly turned it over. They had to turn it over. Uh, they've got a lot of injuries right now. But I don't know where their pass rush is coming from, Sean. I, you know, I think I think that's why, you know, Rob Ryan and, and Dennis Allen have their, their work cut out. Though. You know, they got rid of the one true pass rusher they had in Gillette uh, with all the issues he had. I know Cam Jordan can get to the quarterback, but, you know, he, he's not your typical, you know, I, I don't know, he's not your typical A1 end, at least that I would classify him as. So they've got to be creative and get into the quarterback. I think that's going to be a big issue uh, at least until – their secondary gets healthy, and they have Lewis back and Bird back and things like that. How do you prepare for that, Kevin, in the fact that obviously that's a major storyline that folks here locally have been tracking. You'll see it as we all get to unwrap the new present this weekend. Um, do you just kind of take it as it goes, or, or do you have a player or two that you and John Lynch may say, look, we're going to keep an eye on, on him because he may be the answer to that question, or do you let the thing unfold a little bit? 
You know, I, I think we just kind of let it go. I think that's where you have to let the game play out. You know, I think one of the traps when you when you do this, and you talk about over-preparing, mm-hmm. is you can over-prepare so much and focus so much on what's gone on last week or the last couple of weeks that it's easy to forget what's going on in front of you. You know, you come into the game with all these storylines in your head and how you think the game is going to go. But then 10 minutes into the game, it could be completely different. And and that's where you have to watch everything. And honestly, that's where my partner, John Lynch, is so darn good. I mean, he sees everything. So, you know, he picks up stuff right away, and, and then, you know, we'll look at it. So, you know, I think we'll have a couple of ideas that we'll talk about at the beginning of the show and, and what we're looking for. And then I think the key in TV is to follow that up. You know, if you said, if you said something up at the beginning, like, hey, this should happen or we think this could happen, well, then you got to follow that up whether it is or whether it isn't. You know, we think that, for example, we think Mark Ingram, um, uh, you know, if we think that uh, he's going to get 25 carries and do all this stuff, well, whether he's got 20 carries in the third quarter or whether he's got two, it's a story either way. So mm-hmm. I think it's just setting the tone or whatever that is that we want to establish and then just following that storyline throughout the game. Kevin, this isn't the easiest lid lifter here for the Saints. Uh, going on the road to Arizona against a Cardinals team that finds Carson Palmer uh, back to where they think he was pre-injury. This is this is going to be a real tall order here for any football team. I think it's going to be a huge test. Um, the Cardinals offense, I think, should be explosive. They are maybe the fastest team in the league in terms of speed that they have at their disposal on offense. I mean, they've, they've got a ton of speed and options, um, you know, and they've got it all. They've got Fitzgerald, the veteran receiver. They've got Floyd, who's a big play guy and a bigger guy. I'm not sure if he's going to play yet this week. He's been hurt. Uh, and then they've got Brown, and then they've got Nelson, these, these smaller guys that run, you know, 4-2, 4-3, 40s, Ellington out of the backfield. They're loaded. Uh, they, they're loaded. Here's the thing. Um, Here's the thing about Arizona. They've got some weakness. Their offensive line is not played well in the preseason. I was watching their game against Oakland uh, in week three. And, again, it's preseason. You take what you want. But their first-team offense against the Raiders' first-team defense, and they got shredded. I mean completely shredded. So, you know, that's a question for me. And this Arizona defense is so talented, but they also have question marks. I mean, they lost Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator. He's the coach of the Jets. So they bring in a guy in James Betcher who's been there. He certainly is running the same system. I think that's a good thing. But I think with the Cardinals, it's similar. You know, their defensive line. You know, they they lost one of the big guys in Dan Williams last year who was really underrated and great, especially against the run. So how are they going to do against that run? How are they going to do to find a pass rush? They don't have a bona fide number one pass rush guy either for the most part. So um, I think those are the things that the Saints can look to exploit. The one other thing, Sean, is that is this. It never gets talked about, and I tweeted this. this um, it never gets talked about, but Arizona has a really great home field advantage. Like that place is rocking. The fans are into it. It's one of the loudest places in the league. And since Arians took over, this 13 and three at home. So Saints fans obviously know what it's like to have a home field advantage, even though last year didn't go the way they wanted. But this place is a tough place to play. Hey, to back your point, um, on Thursday we visited with Jim Henderson, who calls the games on the radio for the Saints. He pointed out, uh, you guys are on the same page here, Kevin, he pointed out that that stadium uh, leads the league in the last 10 years since it opened uh, in opponents' false starts. I had no idea. It does. Yeah. It does. You always hear about Seattle, and obviously Seattle's incredible. I think Seattle's the loudest in the league. 
I think Arizona is right up there. I mean, there are obviously New Orleans is right there too, but they're there, and no one knows about it. No one talks about it. You'll see it on Sunday. I'm telling you, the place gets loud. It's tough when you're when you're behind. Yeah, no doubt. I can't wait to see you on Sunday. Let me leave you with a tough one. Is that fair? Of course. All right. In the last 24 years of the NFL, at least four mm-hmm. teams have made the playoffs after not making the playoffs the year before. You want to take a stab at who you think those four teams might be this time around? So at least four. Every every year, four every, new teams every, have made it. Every year over the last twenty-four, I'm pretty positive about this. Every year over the last twenty-four, at least four teams have made the playoffs that did not appear there the prior season. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's parody. Okay. That that is that is parody. That is, I guess, what what the league does want, doesn't it? Yes. Um, all right. Well, let me let me take a stab. At it. Let me think about this for a second. Okay. Who who would I go with here? Um, all right, I'm going to say, all right, let's go in the AFC. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm going to go hmm, Buffalo. Who else am I going to go in the AFC? Um, I'm going to add, let me just, let me just say Buffalo. We'll go the Rams. Oh, okay. We, we, we will go Philadelphia. And, huh. Last one tricky. Last one tricky. I need one more, Sean. I need one. I'm not sure where to go on this last one. I, yeah, need, I need one more. I, I don't know either, but I, I have a feeling that we're looking at one team from the NFC South again um, because of the strength of the other teams in the other division. So, Well, I, I would agree, especially considering that last year was the first time anyone's ever won that division back in the last year. <laughs> right. So I, I would agree. I just don't know which team is going to be the one out of there, to be honest, at this point. All right, let's do this. The next time we have you for a Saints game, or, or not, I'm going to bring you back on and we'll update our list. I'm going to have a little note here based on our conversation today, and we'll see where we stand. How about that? All right, Sean. You're the best, man. Always enjoy coming on with you. Kevin, you are a treat, and I appreciate it very much. I know it's a very busy time for you. Hey, happy New Year, my friend, and I'll see you this weekend. <laughs> yeah, sounds good, buddy. All right, Kevin Burkhart from the NFL on Fox with us. Be back in a moment. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. We'll continue on this Friday. We're getting ready for Saints and Cardinals this weekend. And it looks like Michael Maudie will be making his Saints debut this weekend, probably on special teams. We've talked about him a little bit this week. And we're pleased to welcome in his father, former Saints wide receiver, Rich Maudie, uh, who joins us up on the North Shore here on this uh, dreary Friday. I would say this is not as dreary as other Fridays, though, for you, Rich, right? 
No, no, we've had many dreary Fridays. So this is a exciting, um, obviously a very, very exciting time, Sean, for us. We're so thrilled for for Michael and that he, you know, gets to come back and play in front of his hometown and his where it all started. So we're, yeah, this dreary is not in my vocabulary today, and probably won't be for a while. Tell <laughs> yeah, tell me about your Labor Day weekend. Uh, just this one past, <laughs> you would do that, if, you know. It was uh, whoever called it Labor Day. It was for us. It was a little bit of a labor. I mean, yeah, you think everything's so exciting. You have a son playing in the NFL, and you know, as as parents, um, it's a little bit different um, being involved in that. And I, to this day, I don't know how the Mannings and Arch and Olivia have ever done it because their life has been crazy in that regard. But we started out um, Friday night, and it was just Nancy and I. And uh, we got a call from Michael, and the, the Vikings told him, look, you made the roster. We knew it was close, but, you know, they told him, look, you're in. Uh, so we said, okay, great. But Nancy just had something. She said, you know what, I'm not going to feel good until 3 o'clock tomorrow, so let's just <laughs> hang out and we'll just watch a little football and hang out. Well, um, as soon as uh, uh, San Diego had cut their offensive lineman, I knew that that the Vikings needed a lineman. One of the guys was not, you know, was hurt. And – I started getting a little nervous, and then about five minutes before three, uh, we got the call, and Michael said, oh, "Yep," and they picked up the lineman they needed. And they, they, Minnesota really didn't want to get rid of them. They're, they're a great organization. Rick Spielman talked to them and said, "Let's just, you know, it's a numbers game. I mean, it's business." But they loved them up there. So you go through now the 24-hour period. Okay, you know what are the possibilities? They had just played the Titans. So one of the, the special teams coach in the Titans said, look, we got you on our radar. Let's, you know, let's see what happens. But the, nothing happened there. And, and as you know, you go through draft order when you hit the waiver wire. So the, the same as the draft order, you get the, those guys' teams get the first pick. And uh, we weren't even looking at the Saints. I mean, agent, his agent was on the phone. Called, we, didn't, we weren't even looking at the Saints. And um, so – we didn't hear anything until one o'clock on Sunday. So Nancy and I were just pulling our hair out. It wasn't it wasn't a fun weekend to that point. I can tell you. <laughs> uh, so we we just and we didn't go anywhere. We stayed in the house basically. Just oh man, this is crazy. And uh, of course, then he calls. Uh, you know, I see his his name come up on the phone. I put it on speakerphone. It's just Nancy and I. And he calls and he says, "I'm coming home. I'm coming home." He was so excited. We were again not thinking about the saints we were just so thrilled for him and excited for for uh, the opportunity for him which is this this is a great opportunity for him to to uh, do some things down here get a chance to play some linebacker he was you know, up in minnesota they have eight linebackers that can play anywhere in the league and it's just they're just so stacked there so he would have been a backup special teams guy which is not a bad gig yeah um for his duration, but I think he, he's going to get at least a look or an opportunity to, to play some linebacker, and that's what he wants to do. I mean, he he knows he can play, and he wants to come in and uh, and help these guys win. Rich Marty with us. Hey, hey, Rich. I mean, having not had the Saints on your radar screen, did you about pass out though when he said, "I'm coming home to play for the Saints"? You know what? Um, yeah, I guess I think I was kind of numb for most of. <laughs> weekend not not that i was drinking i don't drink yeah but uh you know but nancy it's really funny my wife has got this sixth sense a month ago she was saying she was looking and all you, all you kept hearing about is the saints need linebackers they need linebackers and we knew michael was you know 
a bubble player, uh, even up there, even though they love him and all that. And he played well, but he's still a bubble player. And, and she said a month ago, I, you know what? He's going to end up with the Saints. I said, you're crazy. There's no way he's coming down here. <laughs> so, and lo and behold, she was right. But we were, the fact that it happened, we were just uh, blown away. Yeah. Well, Mama That's knows. Mama knows. Doesn't she, she does. I know. I know. Um, the last time I think I last time I think I spoke with you, Rich, was when the Vikings came down here to play, and and Michael may have been hurt at the time, but nonetheless, he was coming down with the Vikings to take on the Saints, um, and, and you were walking on air even then. Um, how different will it be now? Not only is he playing for the hometown team, but the same team his old man played for. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he did play in that game. He played special teams. Yeah, okay, and uh, it was. Um, it was a li- it was a lot different actually. It was, you know, at the time it was wow, it's so exciting. I can't believe he's going to play on the field that we played at, even though he's got the jersey. And of course, we had a little riff in our family because, um, you know, my son Patrick, my oldest son, is wearing um, a, a Vikings jersey, and my daughter is a diehard Saints fan, wouldn't change for anything, so she's wearing Saints stuff. So you know, we have a little riff in the family to begin with, but we got that managed, and I didn't wear anything. I was neutral. <laughs> But um, to, to have him be part now uh, and wear black and gold and see him on the field as a saint, uh, I, you know, I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in practice, but um, I, I, it's just hard to get moms around it. It really is. I mean, we've we've gotten some great and tremendous response, friends and family that, that are watching and, and support and excited and um I, and I don't. I don't know how I'm going to react when I see him running the field. I don't. I'm not sure I can hold it together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. So I'm going to be in the bathroom probably. I don't know. <laughs> I can. I can. I can't even imagine being a father myself, um, whose son now goes to Mandeville High School. Ironically enough, but uh, Rich, Does he really yes, wild? yes, <laughs> and, and Rich, I know where you'll be next weekend, obviously. But what will you and your family do this weekend? Do you have plans to go to Arizona? Are you staying home and throwing a big party? How is how is this opening weekend going to find you? You know what? It's uh, it's just the opposite. Nancy and I talked about um, Phoenix and then just said, you know what? It's just going to be the two of us. We're just going to sit back and enjoy it in our living room. I uh, don't want to talk to anybody. I, I know how cold that sounds, but I, I'm just going to watch it and watch every play and, uh, and just really enjoy it because it's um, – it is so special. I want to make sure we enjoy every minute. So we're going to do that. And then next week, everyone's coming in town. My daughter's coming in. Rachel's coming in from Manhattan. And Patrick's coming up from Orlando. And we have uh, nieces and nephews coming in. So we'll have a house load uh, for the opening game at home against Tampa. Tell me something about Michael that you want Saints fans to know about him. Wow. Um, well, I, I, he's a he's a incredible you know i look at i have to evaluate michael he's um you know you have to keep things in perspective sean at the end of the day this is just football so you really some people in the world in this country don't never seen a football game so you have to keep things in perspective but when i look at michael and in in his 25 years uh, most of his life has been around football but the experiences that he has incurred and managed through have been unprecedented, obviously, at Penn State. Um, so I, I think the result of those experiences, um, the leadership that he's going to bring to the Saints, I, I don't think anybody is going to recognize it until they see it because it's it just oozes out. 
I mean, he, he's just and the excitement that he's going to bring to the field um, and to the team is uh, that's something that's you're going to have to see, and and you will notice that. And I think that's what that's what fans. I think <clears throat> you know that quality for him is just off the chart. Talking about Michael Maudie, linebacker for the Saints, with Father Rich. Rich, I've I've kind of uh, steered our conversation toward your relationship with your son and what this moment in time means. But while I've got you, I do want to ask you, and I want to make sure I get the re- the years right here. We're talking late seventies, early eighties for you for your seasons with the New Orleans Saints. Am I correct? Yeah, I don't remember, Sean. Yeah, yeah you got to <laughs> stop it. It is seventy-seven to eighty-three, and then I finished with the Redskins in eighty-four. Right, the one season there was. By the way, was. Who was the quarterback in Washington when you finished your career? Oh, that was a great day. It was, it was uh, Theismann, and we had Riggins and Art Monk. Yeah. And, uh, we had three Hall of Famers on that team. They were an unbelievable organization. So and Joe Gibbs. Yeah, we had I mean, got – still in contact with Gibbs. He oh, was unbelievable. Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah. That's outstanding. I was just trying to remember, you, were, you, were, you are not old enough to remember the Sonny Jurgensen days. You're a Joe Theismann guy, correct? No, but I met Jurgensen when I was up there because he was around the campus up in Washington. So I do, yeah, I do remember. Uh, and and Sam Huff was still alive and uh, and around. Some of their great, great legends. Uh, you know, they were a great organization where they kept. You know, everybody came back. All the old timers were around all the time, so it was it was really nice. Yeah, I got off track. Uh, this is what I wanted to ask you. Um, a lot of conversation, Rich, this preseason about the Saints' wide receiver core. Um, and if, if I look at wide receivers now and you look at wide receivers when you played, how different is that position now, or is there any difference? <laughs> yes, it's hugely different. I mean, we couldn't – one of the qualities you had to have when, when I was playing wide receiver was you had to be able to go over the middle um, because there were no rules. I mean, they could take your head off coming over the middle. And most, you know, you had the alligator arms. You always heard that. You know, the guy's a great receiver, but he's got alligator arms. Mm-hmm. He won't go over the middle and reach out and catch the ball. So that was a, a quality you really had to have. And, you know, you, you probably back then they gave up some speed and some other things to be able to have a guy that could catch the ball over the middle. Nowadays, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have that issue. I mean, they can't come up and, and take your head off. The rules are really uh, – and I think for the best because the receivers are just so vulnerable. And then, I mean, just, you know, the plays are the same. Um, they, they throw the ball a lot more now. I would love to be playing in this era where you can go out and catch 80, 90 balls. That's nothing anymore. You know, if you had somebody catch 50 balls back then, that was great. Um, so the game has changed to to geared more towards the throwing the ball down the field. And, and the athletes now are just phenomenal athletes. I mean, we couldn't. You can't compare the physicality of these kids and the training and the things that they're doing to to be as good as they are. So um, those are a couple things. How's the real estate business on the North Shore? Real estate business is um, plodding along. We have a residential, which has been good. Uh, commercials up and down. And, uh, and we have a property management division and an appraisal business. So we have a full service deal, and it keeps us keeps us busy. We've got a little bit on the North Shore. We just opened an office over in St. Bernard. So um uh, we're excited about that. Cliff and Cliff and uh, Claudette Ruther are running that for us. So we're excited about growing a little bit. Well, congratulations on the growth. Congratulations on yeah. Michael's return home. Um, I hope I hope you and your lovely bride enjoy every bit of this. We are absorbing it, Sean. I thank you so much. I thank all the fans for their immediate support and the, and the comments we've gotten. We appreciate it. And, and uh, um, 
Mike, uh, I know Michael's going to go out there and make everyone proud. I know. Help, hopefully help these guys win. Yes, let's hear here to that. And uh, Happy New Year as we are starting the football season all over again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm three inches off my chair right now. Perfect. <laughs> so, Rich, thanks, Rich. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you, Sean. You got it. Rich Maudie with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Stay with us. We're not done yet. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. We will have a new starting tight end out there for the New Orleans Saints on Sunday afternoon. That is Benjamin Watson. He's had a great, great training camp, and hopefully that carries over to the start of his regular season and a larger role here in the New Orleans Saints offense. Had a chance to catch up with Mr. Watson in the locker room on Wednesday. Benjamin, I'm sure like the fans, you guys are ready for the real thing this week, aren't you? We are. We are. Uh, this is what everybody's been waiting for. Obviously, you know, you go through the offseason program, the OTAs, um, the actual offseason, training camp, and it's all culminates in this week one, so we're excited. What will you take away most from this particular training camp? Um, I think it was a training camp of a lot of transition, a lot of change uh, from last year. When we talk about personnel, you know, we had a lot of turnover personnel-wise. Uh, again, back at the Greenbrier, uh, we had something new where we had another team come up there and practice with us, the Patriots. Uh, a lot of different things were thrown at us uh, this offseason, adversity-wise, but I think we did a good job of, of coming together and dealing with it. You've said to me numerous occasions, look, I'm the, I'm the guy that does what they ask me to do. Yeah. This season, and you said during camp, they're asking me to do a lot more. Does that make the start of the season more exciting than perhaps the last couple? Uh, it makes it makes it different than the last couple. Um, obviously, um, you know, I, I go out and try to do my job. That's it, uh, wh- whatever that is. And so, in many respects, it is the same. I mean, you go through training camp. I'm happy to be healthy. It's definitely a blessing. Um, going into the first game, uh, there's all the anxiety of actually going the real live bullets, as we call it. Um, but there's also an, a, a greater feeling because, uh, you know, you're going to be involved in different ways. So every year is different in its own right. Now that you guys are down to the, what we think will be the 53, obviously there could be yeah, some yeah, tweaks and changes. Yeah. But look, this 53 feels much different culture-wise than the last group of 53. Um, why is that and what's unique about it? Um, you know, I think what's unique is uh, 
you know, we have some some guys here that are the same. Obviously, we have guys like Zach Streif and Drew Brees and guys that have been here for years and years. Um, and then there's other guys, younger guys like Cam Jordan that is co- you know is coming into his own. And uh, we ha- we have different veteran players that have come in. So there's definitely a, a a little bit of a different feel I think this year. But it's working to our advantage. Um, I think that the guys in this locker room uh, really care about each other, and that's key. Um, you know, it doesn't guarantee any wins or anything like that, but it's important to have guys uh, on the team that, that legitimately care about each other and, and can compete um, while leaving it on the field. Describe for me perhaps some of the challenges you all will have to overcome in Arizona this weekend. Uh, well, it'll be a hostile environment. Anytime you go on the road, uh, it's, it's hostile, but anytime you go on the road in week one, uh, they're excited for the beginning of their season. Uh, the fans are going to be extremely excited. Uh, anytime you go on the road, there's going to be ebbs and flows, and we have to be able to handle when they have a good play and be able to come back from that and have a good play of our own. Um, obviously, you know, traveling a great distance, um, you know, it's, it's difficult in its own right, but it's something that everybody has to do. So the, the, the usual thing, but, but really going into a hostile environment on the road is always tough, but it's something everybody does and something that we're going to have to overcome. Good luck. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, so there you have it. Let's hope for a big day from Benjamin Watson and the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. As we mentioned, the Saints will fly out of New Orleans tonight, 7.30 Central Time. Uh, John DeShazer, myself, the uh, Saints digital media crew, will be on that charter flight with the team out to Arizona. We'll have coverage throughout the weekend at NewOrleansSaints.com and on your Saints mobile app um three o'clock kick on sunday full coverage again uh with us here and then we'll wrap it all up on monday and i think we're going to welcome back steve white from the nfl network on monday's black and blue report to uh, give us a rundown of the entire weekend in the nfl that'll start a busy week for us as we will start to ramp up our pelicans coverage next week as well as we're getting closer and closer to the start of their training camp by the way, best wishes to Flip Saunders and uh, his family and the Minnesota Timberwolves family. They're making adjustments uh, here this week as it looks like Sam Mitchell is going to step in as the interim head coach of the Timberwolves while uh, Coach Saunders continues his battle with cancer. So all the best to uh, them. And uh, one more note real quick before we get out of here. Uh, please keep in mind all those who are still to this day uh, grieving uh, personally and nationally with regard to this being September the 11th. Uh, don't forget that number, um, that number in 343, the number of firefighters that were killed uh, that day, not to mention all the Port Authority police, NYPD, and the whole nine yards. Um, our thoughts were them, obviously, even to this date in 2015. On that note, uh, somber but respectful. We are excited about the weekend, and we hope that you have a great weekend. Go Saints, and we'll see you right here on Monday for the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.